Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all for your attendance. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to all benefit. Just as we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the makers of those who follow the Qur'an, follow the Sunnah, and not innovate. Talking about following the Qur'an and Sunnah, my dear brothers, today's lecture will be talking about the true followers of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Boys, boys, do I have to split you up? Who are the true followers of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? My dear brothers, is a question that is easily answered. The true followers of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam are those who follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and emulate the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They follow his actions, they follow his commands, they stick to what he says, they do not innovate. They do not create matters. They do not attribute things to him that are not from him. Rather, they make it of utter importance to be those who study his life, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, understand his life, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, look at his actions, understand why he did these actions, look at the way. He dealt with things and understand why he dealt with them in these ways. Many people will read about the Prophet ﷺ. But when they're reading about the Prophet ﷺ, they merely read. It's as if they look and it's just information that needs to be known. Rather, it's information that needs to be followed. For the Prophet ﷺ is the best of examples. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He says in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا يعني talking about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He is the best of parables and the best of examples An example and a parable that needs to be followed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an Telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qul, say to them In kuntum tuhibboon allaha fattabi'uni If indeed you truly love Allah Then follow me Yuhbibkum Allah And Allah will love you So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us my dear brothers We want to show our true love to him We follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa my brothers, and who is he? Yani look at who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa is when it comes to following. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the angels. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man and he created jinn. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created animals. And he created the trees and everything. And he created the moon, the suns and the... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this whole existence 
and he is the best of creation sallallahu alaihi wasallam out of everything that exists the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the best the best umam of the umam to come the best nations of nations to come on this earth is the nation of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam this nation as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ You were the best of nations to come out to the people. Imagine from the creation of Adam alayhi salam until the day of resurrection, every single creation from that time to that time, this nation is the best. And out of the people that Allah ta'ala created, the best of them are the prophets and messengers. And from the best of messengers and prophets, the best of messengers are five. Nuh, alayhi salam. Ibrahim, alayhi salam. Musa, alayhi salam. Isa, alayhi salam. And Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Out of the prophets and messengers, which are the best people to come to this earth, out of them, there are five which are the best. And out of the five, there are two Which are better than the other three Or more beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal And they are Ibrahim alayhi salam And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam And out of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam And Ibrahim alayhi salam The most beloved to Allah Is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Look at the man you're following Look at the man you're emulating Ya'ani you're following the man who is the most beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal. So when it comes to how important is it to be a true follower of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is of utter importance. And it goes back to how are you a follower of the Prophet How? By merely claiming that you're a follower. By just stating that you're a follower. No. Rather, true love and true following is in following his way and his example and sticking to it. Sticking to it. Whatever the Prophet ﷺ commands, you obey and you do. And whatever he forbids, you abstain away. For the Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith, he says, whatever I have commanded you to do, then do as you're capable to do. And whatever I order you to stay away from, then stay away from to the best of your ability. For indeed, it has destroyed the nations that have come before you. Alright? Their constant questioning and constant arguing with their prophets and veering away from what their prophets and messengers have came and brought to them. That's one. Two, my dear brothers, the reason... The main reason for misguidance and being led astray is when you veer off the Qur'an and Sunnah. The minute you veer, the minute you turn away, the minute you think or allow your intellect or allow your mind or follow one or a way that is not the way of the Prophet the minute you divert is the minute you have landed yourself, wal billah, in destruction. 
in destruction. For the Prophet said in his final sermon, and it was a, it's a beautiful sermon. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, I leave with you two things. I leave with you two things. That if you were to stick to them, you will never ever be led astray after me. He says, the book of Allah and my way and my sunnah. I leave with you two things. You will never ever be led astray. Yani if you hold on to these two, Never ever will you be led astray. He says, the Quran and my way, my sunnah. Listen to how important the Quran and Sunnah is. And the Quran is from Allah Azza wa Jal. But following the Prophet وسلم, is of almost equal importance. But the Quran and the Sunnah they come hand in hand. The Prophet says in a hadith, my brothers, he said that my nation, it's a pretty lengthy hadith, يعني, but I will summarize the end part of the hadith. The Prophet says, said in the hadith, he said that my nation will branch off into 73 different sects. 73. He says 72 are in the fire, except for one. How many nations, Ya Abdullah, would it break into? 73. How many are in the fire? In 72. Except for one. When the Sahaba asked, O Messenger of Allah, who are the one? And they are known as Al Firqatun Najiyah, the saved nation. Who are they? Did the Prophet say, they are the people who take intellect and marriage into their own hand? Did he say they are people who think the deen and they try to apply the deen based on their understanding? No. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam said it quite simply. He says, this nation that's saved is what I and my companions are on. How do you know you're from the saved nation? There's 73. And he subhanallah, whenever... I teach this or I mention this in a class or something. I always have students coming and saying, but Sheikh, the nation will break into 73. And there are so many different sects out there. And they all think they are upon the truth. So how does one know which one is the truth? Quite simple, Habibi. Very simple. Very basic. It's not rocket science. How do you know? Look at your actions. If everything you do coincides with what the Prophet and his companions were doing, Alhamdulillah, you're saved. If you find yourself doing actions that was not done by the Prophet nor by the companions, claiming they're from the deen, claiming that they are righteous actions, thinking that these actions okay, will bring you forth closer to Allah Azza wa Jal, and there is no similarity with this action, to the time of the Prophet ﷺ, then understand, it is feared that you're not from the saved nation. For the one that is saved does what the Prophet ﷺ and his companions do. And this is a very important matter to think about, my dear brothers. The Prophet ﷺ could have quite simply said, what I am upon, for he's a prophet, he's a Nabi, correct? And what he's upon is the truth. And it is the absolute truth. 
But subhanAllah, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, what I and my companions are upon. And the scholars use this to say that the companions are on truth completely. For he, when he said the saved nation, he spoke about him and his companions. And understand something, my dear brothers. The best of people after the prophets are the companions of the Prophet They are the best. The best of people after the prophets and messengers are the Sahaba of the Prophet For the best of creation has been given the best of people to be from his time. And they love the Prophet ﷺ more than they love more than we love him. And they emulate the Prophet ﷺ far better than we emulate him. Okay? And they understood the Prophet ﷺ far better than we understood him. And they know the Prophet ﷺ far better than we know him. And we will never ever be able to reach the status of the companions. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, Allah is pleased with them. And they are pleased with him. This is what it really is, my brothers, to be a follower of the Prophet. This is how you are a follower. And you are a follower. You have to be a follower. Don't be an innovator. Don't be one who innovates and creates and makes up and adds. And don't be one who follows his desire. And don't attribute things to the deen that are not part of the deen. And don't try to whitewash the deen. The deen is simple and it's complete. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, He says, Today I have completed for you your religion. The deen is complete. The deen is utterly complete. There's no need for adding, there's no need for subtracting. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He says in a hadith, He says, There is nothing. Listen to this hadith. He says, There is nothing that brings you closer to Allah and enters you into Jannah except I have told you about. He says, And there is nothing, okay, that pushes you. He said, And there is nothing that brings forth the anger of Allah and pushes you into the fire except I have warned you against. Nothing. Everything that brings forth the pleasure of Allah and admitting you into Jannah, the Prophet ﷺ has told us about. And anything that may throw you into the fire or bring forth the anger of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ has warned us against. Do we need to innovate? Do we need to do actions that are not part of the deen? You're finding people engaging in things that are not part of the religion. Many things. Some people do it in order to destroy the deen. Some people do it out of goodwill and good intention. However, it's still incorrect. If you fall into a bid'ah, into an innovation, even if your intention is good, the action is rejected. Doing action, bid'ah, things that are not part of the deen. This is what brings forth the destruction of the deen. For nothing destroys the deen more than innovation. How does the deen get destroyed? When people innovate into the deen, and when the people of knowledge die off, 
and when the people do not speak against this destruction. To be a proper follower of the Prophet wasallam, what do you need to do? What do you do? But how does one, how is one a true follower? Exactly, and his companions. That's a true follower. That's a true follower. He finds all his actions. There's salaf for his actions. He finds that there is proof for the actions that he does. And he abstains away from matters, even though these matters, to some, may appear to be as matters that are good. Allah, if one comes to you today and he says to you, in between this time and this time, every single day, I'm going to pray six rak'at, and this I'm going to do every single day, and this action will get me into Jannah, and this action has this much reward. We say to him, where did you get this from? Where is your proof? You have no proof, we don't do this action. He'll tell you, yeah, but yes, salah is part of the deen. Of course it is. But where is your proof? Where is your proof? If everyone was to think and use his mind and intellect to address or think or add something to the deen, thinking that it is part of the deen, then you'd have people adding things daily. People would add and subtract. Like what? He'll add what he wants, subtract what he wants. We become like who? Bani Israel, when they said to their prophet, when they would say to Musa, bring us the commandments of Allah, we will look into them, we will يعني, look and try to comprehend and understand, and what we like from them, we will take. But whatever we don't like, or we disagree with, we're going to reject, coming from Allah. Coming from Allah. And understand something, my dear brothers, understand something. Do not let this matter ever in your life be matter that is light. Light as if, yani it's not a heavy matter. Make the following of the sunnah a matter that is so heavy. That way if you ever find yourself veering away from the sunnah, you're able to save yourself. You're able to save yourself. For it is the root of destruction. When you look at the... In- these, you know how we have the hadith of 73 sects? They branched off because they began by branching because they thought they knew better. They thought they understood better. They thought they had more intellect than the Sahaba. They thought they understood better than the Sahaba. And why do we continue to mention the Sahaba, the Sahaba, the Sahaba? For the Sahaba were with the Prophet ﷺ. They understood the Prophet ﷺ and they emulated the Prophet ﷺ the best. The best. You have people today coming and saying, yeah, but some of the actions were not done by the Sahaba, but we do them today because they seem to be out of love. You love the Prophet ﷺ more than the Sahaba. You claim that you love the Prophet ﷺ more than the Sahaba. And an action, my brothers, can show... A statement. How do I say this? Okay. If you did not tell someone you love them, but you showed them that you love them, okay, does that mean you don't love them? Do you need to tell them? The Sahaba would stand in battle in front of the Prophet, lest the arrow fly and hit the Prophet, it will hit them. 
They would shield the Prophet That's how much they loved him. We do not love the Prophet Boys, boys. We do not love the Prophet anywhere near the Sahaba. Anywhere near the Sahaba. That's why you have today people telling us, may Allah make us of those who follow the Sunnah, people telling us that you don't love the Prophet For if you love the Prophet then you would celebrate his birthday. Telling us, Ahlul Sunnah, that we do not love the Prophet because we don't celebrate his birthday. The Prophet there is not a single, single Sahih narration. There's not even a weak narration. There isn't even a made up narration. About the Prophet وسلم, celebrating his birthday. Nor is there any athar of the Sahaba. Not from any of the scholars who came after them. Neither the Tabi'een or Atba'at Tabi'een. The Prophet وسلم, said, The best of nations is my nation. Then the ones that come after them. Who are they? Tabi'een. He says, Then after them, who? Atba'at Tabi'een. They are the three, they're the best of nations, these three. Neither of them has it been reported that they celebrated the birth of the Prophet You love the Prophet more than them, because they say it to us. They say, you don't love the Prophet because if you did, you would celebrate his birthday. Not even Imam Malik, Abu Hanifa, Al-Shafi'i, Ahmad, Al-Awza'i, Al-Zuhri, Al-Qa'nabi, none of them. It has been reported that they knew or even did this. Not even Ibn Kathir, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Al-Qayyim. None of them, none of them it has been reported from the scholars who we emulate and we follow engaging in this action. And here's another point. That there are seven different opinions or eight different opinions as to when the birthday of the Prophet is. And there is no clear cut proof as to what day the Prophet is onto what is his birthday. There is no clear proof. The scholars have differed. The scholars of Sirah have differed. There is no clear cut proof as to. When the Prophet ﷺ was born. Most of them attribute the day, which is what day, who knows? Which is what date? 12th of? Rabi'ul Awwal. The 12th of Rabi'ul Awwal. This is the day they, some of the scholars, alright? have gone with to be his actual birth date. However, they've differed. There's no clear cut proof. And because there's no clear, you cannot, you can't single out a day. But guess what? The scholars of Sirah and the scholars of Hadith all unanimously agree. What does that mean? Ya Abdullah unanimously agree? Every, all of them, all of them, the scholars of Sirah and the scholars of Hadith, all agree 
that the Prophet died on the 12th of Rabi'ul Awwal. So they differed on the day that he was born, but they all agreed that the Prophet died on the 12th of Rabi'ul Awwal. Are you celebrating his birth or are you celebrating his death? And this is words from the scholars. They use this. These aren't my words. They claim this. They say rather the one who singles out this day, it is closer or he's more leaning towards him celebrating the Prophet ﷺ's death rather than celebrating his birth. Because this is the day that they all unanimously agreed that the Prophet ﷺ was born. And the Prophet ﷺ, my brothers, is more important to us than our mothers and our fathers and our lives and ourselves and our children. It is degrading to single out a day in celebration for the Prophet ﷺ. Rather, every single day you celebrate the Prophet ﷺ. Every single day to make one day a day where you emulate and you call people to the Prophet and you, every single day is the day we remember, we remember the Prophet ﷺ. And those who claim that we do not love the Prophet ﷺ because we're not engaging in actions that a lot of the scholars have said is an innovation. And you find today it's definitely an innovation. What people have brought, what people have engaged in. And anyone seeing this here or anyone seeing this online, bring me one, one proof, one proof. About the Prophet Sallallahu birthday being celebrated Bring me one dalil There is not one dalil So yes, it is indeed a grave matter And one should abstain away from So when you ask yourself These people They have led astray in the way Their sabil is dalala Because they have taken a path Thinking it's the path of, path of truth. Thinking they are doing an action that is praiseworthy, but rather they're blameworthy. Rather they're blameworthy. And perhaps some of the scholars spoke about one or a person, alright? Wanting to show extra gratitude on this day that perhaps his intention will be, or he will be rewarded for his intention, lest he does not engage in action. Lest he does not engage in action. For the day of the Prophet ﷺ's birth is an important day. Because the Prophet ﷺ fasted the day that he was born. Which was what? Monday. A Monday. Where he was asked, he said, the day, because he fasts Monday and Thursday wasallam. He says, Monday is the day that I was born and Thursday is the day that the actions are elevated up to Allah Azza wa Jal. He says, so I like for my actions to be received by Allah while I am fasting. Billahi alaykum. I ask you by Allah. Us wanting to emulate the Prophet Wallahi, if any action that the people of innovation do, claiming or claiming that it is a good action. Wallahi, if it was indeed a good action, Ahlul Sunnah will beat them to this action. Ahlul Sunnah will beat them to this action. 
And another thing, and we'll end with this. Had this action truly been a praiseworthy action, or an action that brings one closer to Allah, or an action that is from the Sunnah, then the people of innovation would have left it off just as they leave off every other Sunnah. Just as they leave off the actual Sunan that is in the Nas, they would leave off this if it was a Sunnah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear brothers, to make us of those who truly follow the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And we ask him to make us of those who comprehend and understand. For wallahi, my dear brothers, there is nothing greater than comprehending this deen. For it is the best thing in life. Imagine a life with no deen. Imagine a life with no sunnah. You are living but you are dead. You are living but you are dead. So much so that the scholars say a person who is not practicing is better off dead. Is better off dead. A person who does not practice Islam is better off dead. Better off dead. And there is subhanAllah beautiful poetry. Beautiful poetry, wallahi. But Allah, our time is limited. One of the lines is yani, talking about those who are roaming the earths with no, with no life. And what is life? Life, my brothers, is Islam. Life is Al-Quran wa Sunnah. Life is Al-Quran wa Sunnah. It is our salvation. It is the reason of our existence. If it was not for Tawheed, my brother, you and I will not be here. This is what Allah Ta'ala created us so lest, so that we worship Him alone. Imagine not fulfilling your purpose. Billah. Quran and Sunnah is our way. It is our life. It is what we stick to and what we hold. So we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make us of those who constantly, constantly, constantly stick to the Quran and Sunnah. Barakallahu feekum, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all for your attendance. Barakumullahu khayran. Wa salli lahumma wa sallim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.